0: Hi, half of Megan's face. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Oh, now it's just like one eye. Oh, dear God. Well then, hold on. Oh, hi. Hi, Olive Megan. Hi, Amber. I mean, it's more important now that we're not in the same physical location. I- is it? Because we're never in the same physical location. Well, I mean, not when we're recording, no, but generally speaking, we've been living together for the past few months. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I decided to live at your house so that I didn't have to live in Brooklyn. Yeah, nobody wants to live in Brooklyn right now. No, now I'm in although, Vermont.
1: Yeah, although uh, New York just had its first uh, zero death
0: day for coronavirus. That's wonderful and also really disturbing. Yeah, mm-hmm. both that things. Just means it's been months of people dying from coronavirus. Mm-hmm.
1: Sadly and needlessly, yes. Who oh boy. Yeah, okay. Probably not talk about this. This is just upsetting and depressing, so.
0: Uh, And that's not what brings us here today. Oh, no. What brings (laughs) us here today is a celebration. Oh, boy. Kind of. Kind of. What did we watch, Megan?
1: Well, Amber, we watched Con Air. We did. I know that. Here's the thing. You say Con Air to, like, Most of the people I know, and they're like, oh, awesome. I love that movie,
0: which was my feeling about this movie, until I rewatched this movie. That is exactly the boat that I'm in. I mean, which, you know, we talked about this. Like, the fact that I have all these fond, ridiculous memories of Connor. Oh, my gosh, Connor! Oh, John Malkovich. Oh, Ving Rhames. Oh, Steve Buscemi being crazy. And, of course, Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. But you know what you don't really necessarily pay attention to? As a preteen slash teenager,
1: yeah, I was seventeen when this movie came out, and it the shit they say did not register in the same way it does now. my
0: hormones were only focused on the explosions and the ridiculousness. They were not focused on just the whole hog stereotyping and societal disregard for the humanity of people in prison and mm-hmm. the inequalities of the justice system and the fact that the fa- we define people and punish them for the worst mistake they've made instead of, I don't know, rehabilitation, education, really dealing with the systemic societal issues that lead to mass incarceration, not to mention mm-hmm. all of the corruption and messed up policing that leads to oh, yeah. disproportionate incarceration of minorities. So many problems with yeah. this movie in the fact that it is just sort of reveling in stereotypes and a broken system Mm -hmm. in order to produce like ridiculous funny moments and it's we 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 decided to do it anyway despite the fact that we did we had we had a conversation about it yeah about can this be fun can this be funny and yes it can be and but i also think it's important because like us, a lot of our friends, and I imagine many of, of you listeners who are mostly our friends, you think of Con Air mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, yeah, Con Air. I guarantee you that in the first 20 minutes of this movie, you'll be thinking, oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah. yeah, I guess I haven't watched this in a while. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, everything you just said, I mean, we have a system that needs to be rethought completely and uh, police system that needs to be defunded and a criminal um, incarceration system that's just beyond racist and it's upsetting and it's not good for the people in or out of the prison system exactly yeah
0: so and i i think movies like this try to hide behind the fact that oh well no but we can dehumanize them because they're the worst of the worst right hmm no, still, uh, still no. <laughs> and just because you've been convicted of a crime does not mean you actually did it. It also doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you suddenly lose your rights as a human being to be treated like a human being. Right, right. And, and
1: yeah, so much of crime comes from systemic
0: issues in the first place, which... Um, oh, you mean lack of access to education, health care, jobs? Mm-hmm. Basic, yep. basic human rights, well-being, yeah. and human rights. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the over-policing of impoverished and minority neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let Let's do the recap. Read the synopsis, and then. Sorry. We will... Yes, we
0: should have. We should have saved this for the critical section. I'm sorry, guys. I know. I, we didn't mean to front load with the negativity, but at the same time, it's also it's hard. It's hard, and it's because it. It was hard to sit through it and watch it and think, can I get some joy out of this? Like, that's the whole point of BMR. But it's also the other side of the coin is these are movies that we remember enjoying. We still enjoyed parts of it, which means that we need to call out the parts that don't work and that we're tired of seeing. Right. Absolutely. Um. So, OK,
1: I just want to go really briefly over this plot, which is, like Amber said, Nick Cage is a... <laughs> He's an ex army ranger whose body is a weapon. And so when he <laughs> murdered a dude who was harassing
0: him and his fiance, his wife, pregnant w- significant wife? other, they might be, they're yeah. probably married because otherwise it would have been sex before marriage. And this is, he is a virtuous man, everybody. That baby isn't going to be a
1: bastard. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so Nick Cage is sentenced to eight eight to ten years in prison, and the first, like, I don't know, ten minutes of the movie are, like, those eight years where he's, like, we're supposed to believe that he's this, like, virtuous father who's keeping in touch with his, um, you know, now growing kid and his wife and um, also refusing
0: to let them come visit because... Because he doesn't want the first time his daughter meets him to be when he's in prison for eight years that's not what a real father does megan he doesn't meet his daughter for the first time surrounded by i believe he says these animals yeah because you know Mm. he's better than them
1: right yeah so um nick cage is getting paroled but he catches a ride on this lake um, the jailbird which is taking the worst of the worst um criminals to the new supermax prison amber supermax well they'll never and- see the light of day again <laughs> yep um and uh so we've got these terrible people including john malkovich who has um came up with a plan in cahoots with this drug dealer to um take over the plane and um get the dr- the drug dealer off the plane
0: and t- uh amber it's it's a lot it's amazing because yeah. so yeah we have these two stories one virtuous father just defending the honor of his pregnant wife just really wanting to get home to his baby girl. It's her birthday slash also his freedom day. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. But then on this other side of things, we have a drug dealer named Sandino who contracted with John Malkovich, a life sentence prisoner. Yeah. To get him out of jail by having him hijack the plane, Mm -hmm. go to where it was supposed to pick Sandino up, Mm-hmm. And then divert it to another airfield where the, uh, they meet another plane and they all fly off to non-extradition freedom. Yeah. So just, just, I want... So it, much. I'm sorry. I am a drug dealer. I have lots of resources. I don't want to be in prison. What should I do? I know. Contact a criminally insane, also incarcerated person to come up with a plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely not deal with people on the outside. No, right. that'd be madness and
1: decide to do it all while taking over a plane with um you know a bunch of other um incarcerated people. What on could it.
0: possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. That is an amazing fucking escape plan. Yeah. I So, Whew. sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, yeah. but I just wanted to languish in that's the plot. That is yeah. that's what was happening?
1: Yeah, that's what was happening and they ratchet the stakes up so much um Nick Cage is getting free. It's his daughter's birthday. His friend is going with him, um, who's being transferred to another prison, but his friend is diabetic and he didn't get his diabetes medication. So we're on a clock there because he needs his insulin. And then we also have um, this, you know, um, drug dealer being moved. We also have um, this undercover DEA agent going on to get information from the drug dealer. Um, so he's on the plane, John Malkovich and his, his, uh, contingent take over the plane. Um, they do it by being as racist as fucking possible with some just terrible stereotypical and awful things being said and done. Um, and they manage to Take over the plane, then land the plane, and trick the people who are um, who are loading new prisoners on into thinking that John Milkovich and his boys are actually the the, um, the officers, um, because it's also happening in a fucking sandstorm in Carson City. Like it's very helpful. <laughs> nobody can. Yeah, it's very helpful because nobody can see shit. Um, yeah, then they they pick up, um, the new prisoners and uh, go off to be, um, to try to land and get extradited to non extradition countries. That's the right sentence, and um, <laughs> and all while this is happening, Nick Cage like he could have gotten off, but he decided to stay on because his friend who needed insulin. Um, couldn't get off. They wouldn't let him off. So he, he decides he has to stay on the plane to protect his friend because he's just that virtuous of a guy. So virtuous. And, uh, that and, and then, a
0: lady prison guard.
1: Yes, and that's right. There's a lady prison guard that um, one of the incarcerated folks definitely just only has rape eyes for her. It's terrible and it's fucking upsetting. What
0: a terrible use of Danny Trejo. I mean...
1: Yeah, it's... oh it's awful yeah um so he's nick cage is staying on to save these two people and he's kind of just subverting their plans here and there and trying to get messages to um john cusack on where they're going and what's happening um Blah, blah, blah. Um, Hannibal Lecter dude has um, tea with a young girl. And uh, there's kind of a moment where you wonder if she he murdered her and ate her. But ha, 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 he didn't. And uh, yeah, then they crash in Las Vegas. And uh, everybody dies except for Nick Cage. And his boy.
0: And the lady officer. Yep. He, he, he accomplished his goal. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, John Cusack really kind of didn't. Because that's that's the other story that's playing out. Yeah. So you've got you know you've got Nick Cage's A story, let's call it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the B story of Sandino's prison break through John Malkovich and his 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 boys, and right. then you have the C story of John Cusack, who seems to be in he's in charge of this special prison plane. And he's going up against Colmini, who's a DEA guy, and that's his undercover boy's on the plane, and Colmini's like just hardcore about it, like fuck these guys, we're gonna get the information. And then when the plane's taken over, they're like fuck it, we're just gonna blow it up. And John Cusack's like, no, don't do that. And they're you know button heads the whole time. So John Cusack's whole point is to try and get the plane down safely and recapture yep. these people. Um, unfortunately, by not blowing it up and letting it land in Vegas, definitely killed a whole bunch of civilians. And then everybody on the plane died, except for the people that John Cusack actually cared about. Like, he knew Nick Cage was a good dude. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want him to die.
1: Yeah, it's very Hunt for Red October when, you know, they just know that Sean Connery is a good guy, even though there's very little evidence to support it. But John Cusack believes in Nick Cage, just like Alec Baldwin? believed in Sean connery
0: sure i've never seen that movie but i believe you yeah it's it sounds about right so yeah uh con air a Uh just a raucous thrill ride through insanity and plane hijinks and lots of shooting and hand-to-hand murder and explosions and a plane crash and then after the plane crash, a fucking car chase with a goddamn fire truck. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the end of the movie is when it really gets into just good redonkulous action movie. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. plenty of fun things mixed in there, but it's all interspersed with just why moments. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, excellent rundown, Megan. Thank you. How did the critics feel about this?
1: Well, Amber, Rotten Tomatoes. The uh, critics gave it a fifty-five, and the audience score is a seventy-five.
0: Metacritic is fifty-two. Critics eighty-seven. Audience, yeah, audience loves yeah, it. Uh, audience, audience knows what's up. It. Well, yeah, audience kind of knows what's up. Yeah,
1: it's. I'm uh, I'm, I'm so torn, Amber. I'm I
0: am. I mean, it's it's like I'm torn between old Amber and yes. current Amber of just exactly the, what I was going to say the beautiful nostalgia of oh right con air it's like the rock but only crazier yeah and that's kind of what the, the the critics were saying like oh it's it's you know it's it's the rock it's die hard it's it's all of these these influences it's but it's off yeah mm-hmm. but it's dumber and yep. you know some of them truly hated it quite a few of them really rather liked it um i honestly feel like 52 works for me yeah uh, yeah What is, what is Roger Ebert's, uh, scored at 75? This movie knows that it's absurd and does little to deny it. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. Um, and then my, my second favorite blurb is, or possibly my favorite blurb is from Entertainment Weekly, Owen Gleiberman. It's a 50 score. It's so shameless, so psychotically nervous about keeping you, quote, thrilled That the phrase over the top won't do it justice. It's like a drug designed for people who've done every drug and now want to be jet propelled into numbness. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Over the top action.
1: Yeah. And all of that stuff was delightful.
0: Yes. It relies so heavily on... Just shitty stereotypes and racism and just reveling in the systemic issues of and in in the general cultural ethos of well, if they're in jail, they deserve it, and they're monsters and they're animals, and they don't deserve basic human kindness or decency. And yeah. you, you really have to prove to me that you are just just signal how virtuous you are at me as strongly as you can. And so, like Nick Cage after being incarcerated. It's the, the whole prison montage is him bettering himself body and mind while trying to stay uh-huh. in connection with his family members and just right. longing for that sweet moment of release and reunion. And he doesn't need to be rehabilitated because he didn't need to be fixed because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, He was just, he was a miscarriage of justice, but only for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then, and then you have
1: John Malkovich being the other kind of lead incarcerated person on the plane and like he's like one of the only other white guys in the um on the plane and he's portrayed as this like he's he's like sociopathic but he's a genius you know and he's the orchestrator of all of this and he again is like kind of bringing his own type of justice and freedom to the people so it's it's it it's just it feels really weird to have these two white dudes in this cast of like a lot of people of colour and they're the two kind of lead saviour people. It's it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> because of course on the it's what is it? John Cusack says that Cyrus the virus, John Malkovich is is a true product of the system and Colmini's like, Well, why don't we cram me a river and you're pinko liberal blah 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 and it's yeah you know he but they don't really explain product of the system they just say that he's done terrible things and then he earned multiple degrees plus a phd while he was on the yes, inside and right. he's a genius yep and it's it's there's this it, when they're doing the the who's who rundown of who's getting on mm-hmm. the plane it's you know cyrus the virus billy bedlam they describe his crimes pretty well uh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. catches his mm-hmm. wife in bed with another man but instead of hurting them, he drives to the next state over and kills her family, including their dog. They want us to know. It was very yeah. thorough insanity. Um, yeah. And then Ving Rhames, who is sort of the next... He has sort of like two main bananas. Actually, no, I think... Actually, Billy Bedlam isn't even one of his bananas. He just is one of the Cage Boys. Right, yeah. Ving Rhames is his banana. Mm-hmm. And he his he's a black militant who blew up an NRA meeting
1: yeah so he he's like this militant um leader and like at one point um Nicolas Cage says like why are you in with
0: this asshole John Malkovich and- I believe he calls him a honky so that he can oh, signal yeah. to Ving Rhames that he gets he gets that white people he gets <laughs> the it. worst
1: yeah um and Vingrain says that he's just using John Malkovich to get to a means to his own end.
0: But yeah, basically you have a whole host of characters, and mostly it's the two white guys butting heads, and everybody else is just super caricatured versions of people of color. Dave Chappelle is in it as as pinball. He's the third banana. He's he's the the one yeah. who does he's he's doing he's doing things to help John Malkovich out. He's not well respected. He no. gets, like, immediately blasted with prison guard racism, which is fun. Yes. And then he immediately deploys American Indian racism to the guy mm-hmm. sitting next to him. Just, like, mm-hmm. nonstop bullshit. Yeah. That Native American first... stereotype bullshit motherfucking gross. And then sets him on yeah. fire. Like, it's... <sighs> and meanwhile, yeah. that character doesn't speak. Yeah.
1: No. Nope. It's It's... That whole first bit when they're on the plane is nonstop. That is the point where we looked at each other and we're like, can we do this movie? I'm not sure that we can do this movie (laughs) because, and then you've got Danny Trejo playing um, Johnny 23 and he's 23 because he's um, raped 23 people. And although he says he, he should be called Johnny 600, but it doesn't have the right ring to him. Anyway, and he just talks about raping women the entire time and specific uh woman on the plane and it's just it's super super upsetting and hard to watch.
0: Yep, the second he's released he goes after her and then Nick Cage gets in between them and then John Malkovich, you know, seconds the yeah, no raping and then the, the second he gets another opportunity, he goes for it. Like Mhm. In A massive battle between the inmates, cops, and I believe the National Guard is happening outside. And he's like, mm-hmm. cool, I got some shit to do, and goes in to try and rape her. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's... So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's just... So
1: one of the reasons that we decided to do this movie was to... And I'm kind of repeating myself here. But, like, if you... Think to yourself, oh, I loved that movie. Like, it's a hard rewatch. It's, it, there are still the fun things about it. Um, but I, I, well, yeah, it's not, it, it doesn't feel good to watch a
0: lot of this movie. Yep, there's some definite cringe moments. So, mm hmm. Critics corner. Oh, right. We're still doing that. (laughs) I agree with what I basically agree with the critics, except, you Mm. know, they once again, at least in the blurbs, made no mention of just how stereotypically racist, unreflexive. uh, I mean, I get it. It's an action movie. We're not going to get into the but I'm sorry, you're using as a backdrop, the prison system and criminals. Yeah. And and if you're going to play into those stereotypes and play into that racism and just roll around in it then fuck, yeah, that's hard yeah. to watch.
1: Yeah. Th- there was a review that I read, um, a, kind of a person's blog review, that said th- it was pro-Conair um, and was saying that, you know, there's all this racism, but at least... It's given out in equal measures to everyone. And it's like, that's that's not
0: how that fucking works. Fucking (laughs) sausage party argument. Oh, well, we're aiming it at everybody, so. Uh
1: So it's okay. You. We call white people honkies. Yeah, fuck you. That's not,
0: that's, no, nope. It cannot be equal opportunity racism because the opportunities aren't equal.
1: (laughs) No, they have never been
0: in this country. It is all the worst ways that we think about criminal justice, criminality, incarceration, and race. Like, it—it it is mm-hmm. for the sake of entertainment. Yeah. So, not putting that aside, but yep. front-loading with that, because that's the only way yep. that I feel like we can talk about this movie. Leaving yep. that in the critics' corner, and now analyzing mm-hmm. the action part of this movie, so that we can stay true okay. to the BMR ethos of yay bad movies
1: yeah well mm-hmm.
0: so we've in in complaining about it we have covered quite a bit of this movie already sort of scattershot i guess i should apologize but i'm not going to because i can do what i want because this is my podcast you sons of bitches anywho mm-hmm. there are I, we were watching my brother was watching this with me um for the most part well while, while megan and i were, were watching it remotely and mm-hmm. um he is of the the mind that this is clearly intended to be a comedy like a comedy mm-hmm. action movie before it's supposed to be a thriller. And and I thoroughly agree. But his yeah the, 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 the thing that he felt signaled it the strongest is that the first time you meet John Cusack's character, and this is after the opening scene where the very opening scene is sort of an Army Rangers advertisement explaining it's how weird. virtuous they are and they never leave a man behind and they're great and then Nick Cage being discharged and then going home and the first line is hum and Bird. As he sees his wife for the first time, makes out with her. Mm-hmm. Murder, murder, murder. Prison workout scenes; those are great. We'll talk about those too. But when they're loading up the plane, and we're now we've we've moved out into the DEA, U.S. Marshals, John Cusack. First thing you see is his sandals and socks. You yes. don't see uh-huh. his face. The yeah. first thing the camera shows you is a man striding in in like loose fitting khakis and just sandals with socks on. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's like, "See." Clearly a comedy. Yeah, eh, he's not wrong. John Cusack's character is this baby-faced, brilliant, clearly brilliant U.S. Marshal because he uses very big words, whereas Cole Meany's character doesn't understand those words and doesn't like him and calls him a pinko liberal and a walking dictionary. And then John Cusack was like, well, I think you mean thesaurus because I was giving you, you know, words (laughs) with the same definition, but whatever. Moving on. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's the one who's, you know, figuring out what's happening on the ground while right, chaos and ensues in the sky.
1: Yeah, he's he's interpreting things that people are doing, like realizing that Nick Cage is on their side.
0: Yep, because he looks at the files and he's like, well, this guy, why didn't he get off the plane? That's strange. He was about mm-hmm. to be paroled. And then I'm going to talk to his wife and daughter. Well, clearly he wouldn't be part of this prison break. He wants to get home because it's his daughter's birthday. So clearly he must be a good guy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oh, he dropped a corpse out of the sky.
1: Yeah, he did. With
0: my name written on it so clearly.
1: Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, Dave Chappelle was already dead, and uh, he just wrote with Sharpie on his undershirt.
0: Yeah. Which
1: totally would have made it on the, like, terminal velocity flight down from a plane onto somebody's
0: car. Oh, absolutely. That that body would not have exploded into various fluids and vapors. Mm-hmm yeah absolutely no that is and again crazy fucking moment like nick cage he's trying to figure out how to signal where they're headed next because they're not going to the right destination and oh they've already removed the flight transponder so what does he do oh here's a fresh and ready corpse mm-hmm. i'm just gonna drop this out of the plane but hmm. what? oh i will write in sharpie on his chest yep mm-hmm. great great moment yeah and then it shows, after he drops the body, it shows a couple arguing, or not not arguing, they're actually kind of having a pleasant moment in the car, pleasant moment music from the 50s is sort of playing, and a bird poops on the car, he's like, ah, oh, every time after you get it washed, and she's like, well, it's supposed to be good luck, and then Dave Chappelle's body falls on their car. Uh-huh, yeah. Ha 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 ha, comedy yeah. gold. Comedy gold, indeed. And then... <laughs> I mean Nick Kayser's prison workout in general is just fucking hilarious. His hair gets super, super long. He didn't uh get a haircut the whole eight years he was there for sure. Decided not to get a haircut. Um gets gets super jacked by doing he's at one point he's shirtless and he's mm-hmm. in a lotus position, but yep. he's suspended himself up on his arms. Yep. It's like for a reasons.
1: Fin- it's like a fingertip workout, Amber.
0: He's I, I feel like that's how he meditates, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it and then, look then he does upside down like headstand push pushups, mm-hmm. you know, just to show. But but he's not just working out his body like any old prisoner would. He's also sure. working out his mind, Megan. Yeah, I know. it shows him getting books on Spanish and, and origami. They don't really he doesn't need to know Spanish and he doesn't use origami later, but it just shows yeah. you. It shows yeah. you.
1: Yeah. And that he's making like swans for his little girl that he's sending
0: to her exactly and then it shows him making friends with his 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 diabetic friend baby which my brother pointed out mm-hmm. later in the movie as i think after baby finally gets his insulin shot we're like wait a minute didn't he just give him sugar balls in the beginning nick cage gave baby diabetes yeah this is all all on nick cage yeah because uh-huh. when they meet it shows, like, Nick Cage gets snowballs from his wife, and he's writing about how he likes the snowballs, and then he sees Baby-O outside of his cell, and he hands him one of the snowballs, and you're like, that man's diabetic. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Nick Cage, yeah. no! Yeah. Um. And there's just... Nick Cage's character in general is fucking crazy. He's not okay. I... I don't like that he's supposed to be the sane person in an insane situation because yeah, his reactions sure. and his fucking constant dialogue is bonkers. Yeah, he's, he's
1: full of so many one-liners, which is hilarious, but also, like,
0: he is... He just... Yeah. It's he, unsettling. He, it's very unsettling. It's unsettling. The first The first instant that I have of it. It's like, you know, he's, Listen. he's, it's, it's early on. He's, he's, you know, it's, you have the voiceover of him writing letters to his family. And then he finally has a, an actual present time conversation with baby. he's like, Oh, I'm going home. It's going to be great. Baby was like, well, oh, I'm getting yeah. transferred to another place. Wow. He's like, wow, are you going to be okay without me to watch your back? He's like, I've got God watching my back. So, um, and then all of a sudden Nick Cage just screams in his face. Ha ha! Yeah. I'm going home, son! <laughs>
1: yeah it it seemed like a bad cut it like was it amazing. seemed
0: so incongruous to what baby o was just saying the god has got my back as i go to this new prison i'm never going home man this is r- yeah i'm uh-huh. going home yep <laughs> oh dear <laughs> mm-hmm. and then just as they're getting on the plane he just says to himself sweet bird of freedom Mm -hmm. nothing else just that i don't nobody responds nothing else is happening no No, a
1: lot of these things there needs to be no interaction um, with
0: the crazy one-liners it's just yeah exactly and then he gets into an altercation with um one of the cage guys billy bedlam the the dog killer and Mm -hmm. who has gone down into the hold where their personal items are kept Mm -hmm. bearing in mind that Ving Rhames has already demonstrated that he will go through the personal items and can access Nick Cage's belongings and the fact that he's been paroled because the parole letter is in there. And all of the, like, it's get rid of that box, destroy that box, take your name, do something with that box, but fine. No, it's cool. Like you drop Dave Chappelle's body out of the plane. You've accomplished your goal. Everything's cool. Just leave that sitting there for Billy Bedlam to find. And he, he he's, he's standing there over it. Nick Cage sees him but he's holding the bunny, Megan. He's holding yeah. the bunny that is meant as a present for his daughter on her birthday. And yeah. that will not do. So as he Mm-mm. stands there looking at a man who's about to blow his fucking cover because he knows he's been paroled, Nick Cage says, put the bunny back in the box. Mm-hmm. Billy Bedlam, meanwhile, is calling him out. You've been paroled. You've been against us this whole time. I'm going to go tell on you, Nick Cage, I say it, put the bunny back. Back in the box. Oh dear. Yes. Then they have a hand to hand confrontation that winds up getting Billy Bedlam stabbed through the chest. Mm hmm. Nick Cage's response Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Are you attached to reality right now? <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh. Yeah.
1: And, and like, just kind of leaves him there. And this, this happens a lot in this movie where, like, Nick Cage kills someone or Dave Strapel dies in the, like, uh, um, landing gear or other, like, other people die. And, like, nobody notices for a very long time that, like, people just go missing. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And Nick Cage is not at all affected by it. I guess we can assume no. because, you know, he's a soldier and because they're not real people because they're criminals. So it doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. No stain on your soul there. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's there's Steve Buscemi's character. I remember being like thinking he was hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little more disturbed by him now. Because I'm not just focused on the ridiculous hilarity and insanity of having you know this slight man be such a dangerous figure, right. uh, but like he's offload, he's unloaded to the plane, and and mm-hmm. their their second stop when they pick up the drug dealer Sandino. And. He's in a cha- like a Hannibal Lecter chair with a Hannibal Lecter face mask. Mm-hmm. He's they they have him on like two bars so they he can won't let him keep a him distance. Walk. Yeah, they yeah. his hands are also like padded and tied to his chest. Mm-hmm. Like he is it's it's a great moment. It's actually it's yeah. it's it's parodied in a ridiculous comedy called The New Guy. Um, like it's 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 one of those iconic things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so stupid and yet so entertaining. And then of course Cyrus the Virus big fan of this man's work what was his name what garland green the mm-hmm. marietta Gar- mangler is, yes. is how steve buscemi's character is is described he makes the manson family look like the partridge family mm-hmm. cool so of course he immediately lets steve buscemi out into the general population of the plane Yeah. his first lines mr buscemi he notes that when nick cage comes back up from the hold after having killed billy bedlam two went down one came up Mm -hmm. oh you don't have to tell me murders of necessity (laughs) nick cage is like wait no but the people i killed were insane (laughs) and steve is like whoa now we're talking semantics isn't Mm -hmm. real life insane the man who goes to the office day after day and then you know just dies quietly real life is the thrill the real madness and then really apropos not of that conversation he says i once drove through three states with a girl's head on my hat girl's head as a hat uh-huh yeah oh right so you're just you're, you're pulling us back into the fact that you're making you know pithy observations and then oh right but you're just bonkers insane and this yeah. is one of this is like your proud moment that time where you wore a girl's head as a hat yep and and i yes and
1: i just like let's just continue with his story throughout the movie, which is he's there making like kind of really insightful comments and noticing a lot of stuff and then just saying some really messed up shit. And then, um, he gets off the plane, um, when they go, um, and try to, uh, land, whatever he goes and he finds a little girl and has a tea party with her. And Like, it's, the little girl also is probably just as psychotic as he is. Like, she just, like, starts giggling at him and singing at him. And... Oh, no, they
0: sing together, Megan. They do
1: end up singing together. Yeah, she asks him if he wants to sing. And then he gets back on the plane and we don't, we, I think the joke is that we assume
0: that she's like super duper dead i guess it does seem like the joke doesn't it Mm -hmm. that he 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 gets they were playing dolls and he still has the doll and and you know they they show the tea party and and she's not there anymore yeah so he must have murdered her right yeah
1: except that when the plane finally takes off again she's there waving and saying bye to bob i think she calls him
0: Oh, that entire scene is, is deeply unsettling. It's Deeply unsettling. They're playing dolls. The dolls are dirty and old. She's kind of dirty. They're in this, like, dried-out pool. Yeah. It's... There's no one else around. Eventually, we see a trailer park, but it, at that time, you're like, why is there a little girl in an abandoned airfield in the middle yeah. of the desert? I Okay. And then, yeah, let's sing. Are you sick, Mr.? Yes, I am. Well, it's, 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 I can't even remember exactly what the dialogue is, but it's definitely mm-hmm. like, there's no cure for what I have. And she's like, okay, yeah. let's sing. And then they start yeah. singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm. And then it switches to like Buscemi's character's point of view as he's looking at this little girl and singing this yeah. song in the creepiest way possible. And it's kind of shaking and distorted. Like he's having mm-hmm. a psychotic moment. It is,
1: yeah. So that- yeah. It's it's different than the rest of the movie. So then, and and we misspoke. Um, There were uh, there was a fourth person who lived at the end of this movie. It's Steve Buscemi, Mm -hmm. and the last thing you see is him playing some sort of like cards in Las Vegas and winning,
0: and like you're supposed to feel good about this, like. They ha 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 ha, he got free he's and nobody knows about it because they think he's dead. Yay, the most dangerous, scariest, psychoticist man is roaming Las Vegas now and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's, it's a it's a strange way to end that movie. That is a weird punchline that you just mm-hmm. gave us. That is off putting. Oh, I also misspoke too. His first line wasn't about the two two go down one comes up. It was the uh the psychological analysis of Billy Bedlam before his death oh because Billy right. Bedlam comes at Nick Cage and like I didn't see you in my cell block and Nick Cage is like I didn't want to know any of you animals I'm better than all of you mm-hmm. and Steve Buscemi's like you know he's so angry now that moments of levity cause him actual pain uh-huh. yeah So <laughs> like who knows how it happened his mother didn't hug him enough or hugged him too much but now yeah because <laughs> uh is it? Yeah, it's the fact that they they set this guy free, mm-hmm. of of all the people, and yeah. it's a punchline, right? He wore a woman's head as a hat for three states, and it's he's like ha 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 ha. Here's the thing I did, <laughs> yeah. But isn't real life the real crazy trip? Uh huh. So yeah, that's that's Steve Buscemi's. And I remember, I remember thinking that his character was funny in, in like the, when I watched it originally. Right. Yeah. Oh God, more lines from Nick Cage. I I wrote down some great things. Oh yeah, he's, he's trying to convince Cyrus and like, it's Malkovich's character and Ving Reigns's character not to kill the remaining guards. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is your barbecue, Cyrus, and it tastes good. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just saying, why should we trust Indino? There was at one point,
1: Ving Rhames comes up to Nick Cage and uh, Ving Rams says, "Yeehaw, what's on your mind, hillbilly?" And <laughs> Nick Cage says, oh, what was I thinking about? Oh yeah, yeehaw, that's right." And it's just like it's said so dryly, it's really <laughs> pretty fucking funny.
0: Yep. What was I think? Oh yeah, yeehaw, yeehaw. That's that puts me back in the space <laughs> what I was thinking. It is. His delivery is the entire time just sort of dry and kind of omniscient narrator y, yeah. as though he's not really where things are. like it at one point after the plane has been landed in the abandoned airfield and they're supposed to meet up with Sindino's contacts, who obviously double cross them. Sidino never intended to bring the rest of them with him, and of course, blah blah blah, Nick Cage knew it the whole time because he's a genius. But the he's also, like, Nick Cage was successful in alerting John Cusack to where they were going to land, and John Cusack was then able to alert the police and the National Guard, and eventually Colt Meany shows up, too. But the prisoners create a kill box at the mm-hmm. airfields. Yes. And so they just kind of walk into this alley of, of trash and then are boxed in on either side with explosions, and then the prisoners just start shooting at them because, of course, there was an entire arsenal in the belly of the plane that they have gained access to. And Nick Cage has finally found a needle for his friend to give him insulin. This has still been his entire purpose. This whole thing. He is not there to save the cops and the National Guard. He is not there to stop the prisoners. His entire goal is to keep the Lady Guard from getting murdered and or raped and to get his goddamn friend some insulin. Yep. (laughs) So he's searching this airfield for a syringe. He looks in the medicine case in, like the the first aid box at one point and it's filled with onions and chicken feet yeah why I doesn't don't, matter I Don't know. he finally gets his needle but oh no this basic basically a war is happening where everybody's shooting at everybody else and there's explosions and cars and craziness and he's like well it's not my ties and yahtzees out there <laughs> screw it <laughs> and he just runs through it yep
1: <laughs> he yeah he runs through it to to be clear, to get the insulin to his friend and
0: not do anything else. Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. That's, that's left for John Cusack, who actually does a very oh, good yes. job of hot wiring a bulldozer. Yep. And then using it to, like, guard the troops so that they right. can get through have a little bit box. of cover yeah yep. exactly He actually he straight up saves the day in his he does billowing yeah. white button-up and khakis and sandals
1: it's so 90s like it's his suit is four times so bigger loose fitting he and he's just be.
0: running around and oh it's amazing yep. oh it's so good but yeah so nick cage saves the fucking day which mm-hmm. that's how he describes it as he goes off to get the syringe. He's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. That's what I'm Mm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) He gets his friend the insulin, and his job is done here. Mm -hmm. It's right, Megan. He's done what he intended to do. Yeah. Except he doesn't. Nope. Because they don't manage to get off the plane fast enough.
1: Yeah. If only he hadn't been a he he ties the plane with a rope to a pillar like a, concrete keep a plane pillar. down. don't worry about it and like he spends time doing that and if he hadn't spent time doing that, he would have gotten off with his friend and the
0: uh lady officer. That's fine it's it's whatever because um yeah. then John Malkovich also manages to get into his box of shit and find his parole letter. mm-hmm still down there because it's still fucking down there and then he shoots baby O because baby O tries to protect nick cage because mm-hmm. reasons and so baby gets shot and nick cage is like oh this isn't great and baby was like well i'm starting to think that god doesn't exist and nick cage says i'm gonna show you that god does exist and then he proceeds to punch everybody out <laughs> yeah why didn't he do it in the beginning why the fuck didn't he do that in the first place like yeah. it just So yeah, he just knocks everybody out and then the plane is going down because Colmeany's been shooting at it and then Vegas. Mm-hmm. So nothing works out well at all. No, they'd land they literally land on
1: the street in the Vegas strip. There's no way they didn't murder
0: thousands of people. Nope. And Col like, You probably should have let me shoot it down. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Plus, all the people that Steve Buscemi's gonna murder because he's free now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy, Megan. It's
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> okay, you know whatever, whatever. It's fine. Because then, after the plane crashes and John Cusack, not John Cusack, John Malkovich manages to escape. Oh boy. Nick Cage and John Cusack chase them on police motorcycles because they've, they've mm-hmm. stolen a fire truck, him and, and the prisoner pilot who'd been flying the plane. Yeah. And so,
1: and Ving Rhames is there too. The three of them.
0: Is Ving Rhames also there?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, how does yep. he
0: die does he just does he just get thrown off he gets murdered
1: by um the motorcycle which crashes into the back oh of that's the right
0: fire truck. yeah Mick mctage jumps off the, the the motorcycle grabs onto the ladder mm-hmm. and then yeah the motorcycle just blows up thing rams yep yep okay okay and then up on the ladder he and john malkovich have a punch fight uh-huh meanwhile john cusack goes to the front of the fire truck. And then jumps onto it. Then Uh grabs the hose Mm -hmm. and then turns it on and starts to fill the cab with water.
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to
0: drown him in there. It's going to drown him in there, Megan. That's great. And then the ladder starts to be extended upwards. John Malkovich gets, like, rammed into some sort of overpass while stuck Mm -hmm. on the ladder. That doesn't kill him. He gets thrown into some power lines. That also doesn't kill him. Apparently not. And then, then, what? For some reason in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, there is some sort of rock crushing machine that's just sort of running. It's a it's very just large, a pounding, just a pounding a machine. machine. It's a large piece of metal that is slowly raised up and then slammed down on the ground. And wouldn't it's you know, it, John Malkovich just gets thrown into that head first and crushed. Just, Just crushed. Well, still alive. Very much still alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the yeah, crash yeah. and the power lines did not kill him, but the uh the rock crushing machine sure did. Yeah. It's a raucous ending. Oh, and they also managed to hit a cash truck. You know, one of those yeah. like security trucks that appears to be have, have been filled with both propane tanks and cash because that mm-hmm. explodes amazingly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cash falling. All around, everybody is rapidly trying to pick it up. But you know who isn't, Megan? You know who isn't trying to pick up that money? Nick Cage. Our goddamn virtuous hero, Nick Cage. You yeah. know what he does pick up Megan. Uh, his bunny. Somehow, the birthday present for his daughter has survived the crash, and is nearby. They they drove for a it's, while in that. Yeah, it's, that it's, I guess they were going in a circle. It's nearby, and guess who else is nearby?
1: His wife and little girl. Very nearby. Who I have no idea how they knew to fly them out to the place that they crash landed, just kind of spontaneously. Um, or but why they, they would have
0: them that close to uh, that, all of that, all of that that just yeah, happened.
1: The like falling buildings that must still be falling. Um, yeah, and they have the
0: most awkward family reunion I've ever seen. Oh my god! He gives her he he hands to the to the daughter he refused to meet in person until this mm-hmm. this moment. He he himself is covered in the blood and viscera of many men. Sure. Uh sweaty, damaged, he's bleeding himself. Bit, yeah. He's he's mm-hmm. also been shot. It's he's gross. He's gross. Mm-hmm. He needs to be sanitized. Hands her this burned, maimed, soggy, also yeah. bloody bunny. And is mm-hmm. like, "Hey there, baby girl. I'm your daddy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her mom is like, "Take it." He's your dad. You take his gift. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course the daughter comes around and takes the bunny and runs to him and hugs him and then she hugs him and then they're just hugging. It's
1: and it's beautiful. The little girl has a weird look on her face the entire time, which she I don't a, blame her for.
0: very weird look on her face. And it is appropriate. It is an appropriate mm-hmm. weird look. What is happening yeah. to you right now, young girl, is weird.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, remember, so, Megan.
1: What would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Oh, boy. Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls or K?
0: It is a regrettable case. Craze balls.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a regrettable craze balls. And it's, uh, yeah,
0: it's a confusing rewatch. It is me. a confusing rewatch. It is, it is juxtaposed with like my fond memories. And there are great, psychotic, fantastic Nick Cage, John Cusack, Steve Buscemi, John Malkovich, Ving Rhames, Dave Chappelle, action movie, Dan, Danny Trejo. I mean, I I keep thinking I don't want this to be a Danny Trejo film because I don't like the character that he has to play in this film. Yeah. It's, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible and gross. Love Danny Trejo, though. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's... It, there's, like, Crazy Ball's great action movie moments, and I am I am still fond of them, but, man, a lot of it is very regrettable and hard to watch now. Yep. Yep.
1: And it And it does speak to, kind of, like, my younger days and not fully you know paying attention to all of that stuff it's just like it's it's i'm I'm a little embarrassed that it didn't strike me at the time as being regrettable in a lot of ways but
0: i mean i'm half of a black person <laughs> i was also mm-hmm. fond of this movie yeah yeah and it's it's a lot of times especially with movies like this the 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 best way to enjoy them is to turn your brain off and and i as much as i was dealing with racism growing up i was not super aware of how racism played into criminal justice and incarceration sure, <laughs> and like it is you are taught and, and it's just sort of like socially accepted in many ways through media like this that mm-hmm. if you are in prison for a crime, you deserve to be there, you deserve to be punished, and you're a bad person. Right. You deserve to, quote, rot there. hmm And be treated and, and dehumanized and be treated like an animal and be called an animal. And, yeah. yeah, it is It is. It is one of those things that we are not necessarily directly taught. And in, mm-hmm. and in many ways, we do <laughs> absorb it from watching shit like this. Yeah, for sure. No, that's like the absolutely so there there's there's that regrettable bit and there's there's that you know it is it is understandable that we would not have that's not the stuff that we would have remembered as kids but it is definitely important to talk about now yeah so would i recommend this movie to people who haven't seen it before maybe and definitely with that caveat and i almost want people who are fond of it to watch it again so that they can agree can properly file it away in their brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was yeah, absolutely. This was improperly filed in my brain, and I'm I'm glad yeah. we did this. Like I'm I'm definitely glad that I can, it's 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 contextualize it now. It's it is important to contextualize it. So yeah, Megan, yes Amber, She you have an adorable Abby story to tell amidst all of this raucous good fun?
1: So it was Abby's half birthday, and she was having half a cupcake, and. Dan and Erica were introducing, like, make a wish, blow out a candle, make a wish to her. And, um, as, as they were describing that as a thing. So what you do is you blow out a candle and, um, you make a a wish and what would your wish, I wish Maggie was here. Like, that was, <laughs> like they hadn't finished describing what a wish was or how you did it. Um, but the first thing that she said was that she was, I was there which was very very sweet
0: it was it, it, if i remember correctly in response to that you were like well i think i need to go there now mm-hmm. yeah you, you were planning on going there in less than a week but mm-hmm. after hearing that story you're like well i i got it i guess can i go tomorrow <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. i must make this little girl's wishes come true yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah Amber, do you have a recommendation well megan you know how I like to troll through the $4.99 movies on Amazon Prime, yes? I do. I recently came across one that I was very excited to see because it's. I have kind of a short list of things that I will just pull the trigger on and buy because they're things that I, I, I want in my digital movie collection, but they almost never come up for $4.99, or at least I hadn't seen them before because obviously they had come up before. I would have bought them. This is taking longer than it needs to. One of them came up yesterday, and it's called Duma. Oh okay i don't know this it's a kids movie that I'm, I'm pretty fond of i haven't watched it in a while but it is set in south africa it is about a young boy and his family and they live out in the boonies and his father comes across a cheetah cub that's been orphaned and he brings it home and they raise it and it's fucking adorable and it just made me fall in love with cheetahs and then his father dies of cancer before they can take it to oh, an animal preserve yeah it's mm-hmm. disney movie style sadness yeah And so then they have to move to the city and obviously cheetah in the city, that doesn't work. So they're going to give it to a zoo. But he's like, no, our plan was to take a road trip, me and my dad, who's dead, and I'm still dealing with the death of my dad. And you're trying to take my cheetah away and he needs to go to this preserve. And so he runs away with the cheetah and goes back and to, to take an epic journey to drop the cheetah off at a preserve. Beautiful. And it's loosely based on a book called How It Was With Dooms. Uh, which is actually based on a true story. It's 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 the recollections of a kid who was born in Nairobi, completely different city <laughs> in a completely different African country. Um, but when he was born, his family already had this cheetah, and that that I think that they'd found it orphaned and or injured, and it kind of become so tame that they couldn't really reintroduce it into the wild. In theory, and so he grew up having a cheetah in the family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so it's cool. sort of based on that, but like the movie is just—it's this young white boy, and he's sad about his dad's death, and he's off in the wind- wilderness with this adorable cheetah. And cheetahs chirp, I learned, and it's mm-hmm. just—it's—it's it's delightful. It's a boy and his d- animal, and whatever. It's cute and sweet. And it's a PG movie, and it's kid friendly. And I'm gonna watch it again, and hopefully it won't be objectionable for reasons. Yeah, excellent. Yeah cheetahs adorable che- cheetahs chirp chirp so yeah duma check it out d-u-m-a and I, i've heard that the book how it was with dooms which is d-o-o-m-s is is actually worth worth reading as well they do have a recommendation
1: i do i'm gonna recommend uh, palm springs which is a andy sandberg movie that just got released on hulu um it's like the, um, Groundhog's Day kind of thing where, uh, Andy Samberg's reliving this one day over and over and over again, this one day he goes to a wedding. And, um, yeah, I don't know that I want to say much more about it than that, except that it's kind of nice because you're kind of dropped in the middle. Like he's already been doing this for, years like question mark um amount of time so he's already like used to what's happening and so like you don't have to go through that like origin story of how this happened um except that new stuff starts to happen and uh yeah i it was sweet and funny and uh kind of an interesting take on like a groundhog's day story and it's on Hula.
0: Yes, do watch that. If you don't take our word for it, it's gotten great reviews. Well, Megan, this has been delightful. Um, I am happy to see your face, and this has been fun, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll do this again soon. Bye now. Great. So
1: I'll just close like I always close, which is to quote the movie. Oh, no. And say, um, well, so we've got John Malkovich. He's like, remember that kill box we were describing? He was telling the inmates how to kill box, right? And he's pointing, he's making a a little diorama in the sand with, like, Coke cans as, like, the convoy and then the, like, rock, no, um, uh, things as the hangar. And he's like, okay, this is the boneyard. This is the hangar. This is our plane. And then one dude's like, what's that? And John McClure says, that's a rock. And he just tosses it out of
0: the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like it. It's like... Like this big blonde white dude who just yeah, kind of stinks of white supremacist. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, and he's just an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, John okay. Malcolm. thats a rock. <laughs> that's a rock. Uh, okay, I'll take this one. I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Megan. Bye,
1: Amber.